You're listening to Hashtag No Filter with Zach Peter. That's me, your naturally platinum blonde pop culture connoisseur. I'm the reality TV junkie, self-improvement addict, and host with only the hottest tea spilled fresh weekly. For more hot takes, go and give me a follow at Just Plain Zach. I always keep it funny and I always keep it cute. And if you're like me and you want to stay up to date with the latest reality tea, then go and give us a follow at No Filter with Zach on the Instagram. I hope you are getting Liddy City with me tonight. It is Thursday night. So if you're listening to this on the podcast or watching it on YouTube um, and you're not catching the live broadcast then you are catching a rebroadcast, uh, we go live every Thursday nights on Instagram at NoFiltWithZach and on the YouTube at Just Plain Zach. I'm going to take my headphones off now. Um, welcome on in, guys. Welcome on in. Welcome on in. Welcome on in. I hope you are ready. We have so much to break down. Um, that Beverly Hills premiere was everything. We're going to recap it. We're also going to talk about the new Real Housewives of Miami rumors because oof, oof, they are feisty. I'm talking about a, a club brawl with Lisa and Larsa and we will talk about it. Hi, Alicia. What's going on, guys? Welcome on in. Welcome on in. Let's get it. Get it. Get it. And okay. I'll give a couple of you like 30 seconds to, tr- to trickle on in before we dive into the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills recap. But first up, Vanderpump Rules is back, everybody. Hi, Beck Bo Snow. Oh, my God. I was finally able to join. Do we know anything about Married to Medicine coming back? Yes, Married to Medicine is coming back. Bravo just made an announcement with all the shows that are coming back. They have a Southern Charm spinoff coming. They have Family Karma Season 3 coming. Real Housewives of New York is coming. Salt Lake City is coming. And Vanderpump Rules has officially been Greenlit for another season. Woo woo. Let's get it, get it, get it. Hi, Alan Hoffman, NYC. Hi, Andrea. Hi, Aaron. Hi, Trish. Hi, Russ. Hi, Gigi. Hi, guys. Welcome on in the live chat. The super chats are on on YouTube. The badges are on on Instagram. So if any of you feel compelled to send some love, I would love and appreciate that as I love and appreciate you always. If you're watching this on YouTube, be sure to hit that subscribe button, hit that like button and hit that bell notification button. That way, all of the notifications, all of the tea is spilled fresh in your notifications ASAP. And I hope tonight you are drinking some Housewives inspired wine. Wine for yourself at No Filter Wine. You can order it tonight. I have out or what? Since we'll be breaking down uh, Beverly Hills now. Bravo did make an. an uh, you pronounced my name correctly. Yay! Well, I'm glad I did, Andrea. Um, so Vanderpump Rules will be returning, and I hear that they're supposed to begin filming this summer. Likely not in May, and I don't think it's happening in June. I believe I heard it was picking up filming again this July. Curious to see what they're actually going to do and how they're going to approach it, but. We shall see. Is Stassi back? Will her wedding be on the show? Um, as far as I know, Stassi is not back and her wedding will not be on the show, even though she just got married. So congratulations to Stassi and Bo. They just wed in Rome. Very intimate ceremony. Only 35 people. Look at that. Charmin BB coming on in with the first three badges on Instagram. I love you, my dear. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate you, Charmin BB. All right, guys. Are we ready to break down Real Housewives of Beverly Hills season 12 premiere? I know we were ready for it. I, God, it was so juicy. So we opened up the premiere with Kyle getting ready for Paris's wedding. She's like, oh my God, look at these invitations. They're so great. Hi, Lauren. What's going on, girl? Um, 
She's like, look at these invitations. They're so great. They're so extravagant. Portia's doing great. Dorit is traveling around the world because she's cultured. Garcelle and Sutton. Garcelle's getting a massage. And then she's talking charity with Sutton because Sutton's like, I'm a charity bitch. Snap, snap, pat the puss. That's what I do. I give my money. That wasn't my money because it was my husband's money. And now it's my money and I'm giving my money to charity. We also see that um, Erica has a secret admirer. She says that she isn't dating, but she is definitely getting laid, honey. Oh, pat that puss. Thank you, Hills1104, for the badge. I appreciate my, I appreciate you, my dear. Sorry, I have my clear aligners in, and I'm still trying to get used to them. Um, so if I fumble on a word or something or my mouth looks a little puffy, that is why. They will be gone before the end of the summer, and I cannot fucking wait. Um, okay, so that's how we get introduced to everybody. But then we get off with the Sutton and Lisa Rinna stuff, which I want to break down. Um, I did a whole Instagram reel about it on the No Filter account at No Filter with Zach. So if you guys want to watch that, there's like a kind of a brief recap that explains all of it. Because as I've told you guys in the past, or as I've told some of you guys, I've, I've shared, um, my background is in celebrity fundraising. I have run a number of big celebrity charity campaigns, most notably ran Jenny McCarthy's foundation before I pivoted into podcasting full time. So I understand how this world works when it comes to Elton John's aid foundation. And you spoke about it 900 times. Thank you, Wit. Thank you, Wit. Thank you. Wit knows because Wit's an OG. Wit is a loyal bitch and she is always there and she always knows what's happening. And she is very savvy. Okay, so let's break it down. Sutton versus is Sutton versus Rinna. The beef stemmed from Sutton's appearance on Watch What Happens Live, which we saw a clip of in the premiere, uh, basically about buying Lisa Rinna and Harry Hamlin tickets to Elton John's AIDS charity event. She claims that she bought their tickets and never got a thank you from them. Now, as someone who has worked in celebrity fundraising for 10 years, this is my personal opinion based off of my own personal experience. So... Celebrities, number one, rarely ever, ever buy into these events, okay? Celebrities don't buy tickets to charity events. They don't need to because we invite them for free. Sometimes we even cover expenses. Some celebrities ask for um, appearance fees very rarely and depending on what their role is in the event, like if they're hosting something or providing an award or whatever it is. Sometimes it's not common that they get paid appearance fees, but a lot of the times we do cover expenses like car service, sometimes travel expenses, sometimes glam budgets, um, because at the end of the day, we want the celebrity to attend. We want to make it worth their time. They also want to do something good to give back. And ultimately, it's an exchange where we know if the celebrity participates in the event, we're going to get pressed from it. That's why there's a whole step and repeat with logos that have all the sponsor logos on the back. Sponsors donate to charities or sponsor charity events so that their logo is on the step and repeat. That's usually a transaction that happens before the actual event so that their logo is prominently listed on the step and repeat that they know celebrities are going to walk on and we're going to have paparazzi and press in the house that are going to be interested in photographing the celebrity and selling that photo or interviewing them in some capacity. And something weird went down that Sutton ended up not having a table in 2019. Not sure if the event ended up oversold or what, but Harry and Lisa ended up sitting at IMDb's table. Interesting. That's an interesting little tidbit. And yes, uh, Surfer Wife, that does happen. Um, and I'll, we'll get into all of those little nitty bits that that happen. But yes, overselling tickets, overselling tables does happen because a lot of the times 
So we don't typically sell tickets to these events. If we do, there's usually a limited number of tickets and they usually sell out fairly quickly. But the priority with a fundraiser is to sell tables and tables come with a certain number of seats. Usually it's about 10 seats per table. So you buy a table for a flat rate and then you're then given 10 seats at the table. So those are 10 guests that you're allowed to put on the guest list that will be part of your party and that will sit at your table. Sometimes you bring the guests. A lot of times it was very common for donors to not have people to fill their tables. Like that was common, especially in like LA or whatever it is. Like sometimes you have friends that say they're going to come and they don't come at the last minute or sometimes like getting 10 people to agree to come with you to an event is a challenge in and of itself. And usually donors didn't always fill their tables. And so depending on the level of donation, we would seat certain talent at their table. So in this case, it's very likely that Sutton bought a table, didn't have enough people to sit at it, either you know intentionally or unintentionally. And then Rinna and Harry, who were invited guests, as we often do, invite these celebrities, again, for the press exposure, they were likely offered to sit at Sutton's table either by the organizers or Sutton herself may have, you know, become friendly with Rinna and Harry over the years if they see them at events commonly. Um, usually people like Sutton attend these events regularly and they build relationships with talent and relationships with celebrities. Sutton, who has a business, like it's also like a business exchange. You want to become buddy-buddy and chummy with the celebrities. That way you can get them to come to your store openings so you can get them to support your businesses or it just helps your social status, which we know Sutton loves. She loves her social status to hang out with them and post Instagram photos with them. Like, trust me, I know the Suttons. They're a dime a dozen in this world. And, you know, it's not really anything groundbreaking. Um, But yeah, we want celebrities to attend. We want them to walk the step and repeat. We want them to mingle with the high roller, high dollar donors. Sutton, I would consider a high dollar donor. She has a lot of money. So she would be somebody that I would make sure we placed uh, priority talent at her table because we want them to be happy. We know they love the perks of it. Like, trust me, as much as people want to say they're altruistic and they're donating out of the goodness of their heart, they're getting tax write-offs. So, you know, that's a bonus for them. And And they're also getting so many perks. Usually when you buy a table, there's a list of benefits that come with getting that table. Or usually when there's an amount, you know, you get your logo on the step and repeat, you get recognition on stage, you get, you know, X number of tickets. Like there's a ton of stuff that comes with these donations. So as much as it seems altruistic, there are lots of perks. And let me tell you, donors love perks. And when donors don't get their perks, they get very upset and they get very angry and they throw tantrums. It's very common in this world. Trust me, if I can tell you about the stories that I've had to encounter with very altruistic sponsors and donors, you would be mortified. Um, So Lisa Brenna and Harry Hamlin were likely invited because we see that they've attended this event multiple times. They're often photographed on the step and repeat. There are photos with them and Elton John. They've attended this charity event for many, many years. Sutton likely bought her own table because she wasn't anybody that was particularly notable or likely to get any press for the charity or buzz or attention for the charity. But obviously you want somebody like Sutton in the room because they can donate on auction items. They can, you know, write checks. They can invite other wealthy friends to these events that also write checks. And you want to keep them happy so that you keep the checks coming to support the charity. (sighs) But like I said, it's not uncommon to not have a table full and to have, you know, 
celebrities placed at your table. Um, sometimes they intentionally don't fill their tables because they hope to run into people in this game of clout chasing where you're like, oh, where are you sitting? Oh, you're sitting. We saw it on Real Housewives of New York where Ramona uh, was trying to table hop. You table hop based off of, you know, status and exposure that you could potentially get for yourself or for your business. So it's not uncommon for people to hop from one table to the next. And if you're supposed to be seated at one table, it's very common that you could very likely be seated at another table. Surfer wife mentioned apparently Sutton didn't end up having a table that night and Harry and um, Lisa ended up sitting at IMDb's table back in 2019. So again, these are all par for the course, guys. I think overall in this case, they're both technically right. Lisa and Harry were invited. They were invited by Elton John um, and Sutton Strack did probably buy a table that had seats open that Harry and Lisa were going to sit at. But that doesn't necessarily mean that she bought their tickets to the event because they would have gotten into the event regardless. And trust me, they would have found a table to sit at regardless, especially with the event organizers. They always want to make sure priority talent and priority donors always have a seat somewhere. Okay, guests of donors aren't as important in the hierarchy of seating, but, you know, there trust me, they will always have a seat at a table. That is never there's never going to be a case where somebody like Lisa Rinna and Harry Hamlin don't have a seat at somebody's table. Okay, boom. Um, So, yeah, did Sutton buy their their seats? No, she bought she made a donation to a charity and that's a great thing. And she should remember that because that's the priority. Not getting a thank you for celebrities that were invited to this event without your help. Um, Aaron D says, I love Sutton, but that was shady on Watch What Happens Live, but she was trying to defend Garcelle. Guess I am in between on my opinion. I mean, you can defend Garcelle, but that doesn't also mean that you then have to throw out a false accusation. But I think in her own head, she probably believes that. Wow, Zach, take a breath or drink. That was a lot of info. This is how I work, guys. That's why they call me Gilmore on YouTube, because I'm like a Gilmore girl. I just talk really fast, and I'm <laughs> gobble me, swallow me, drip down inside of me, quick jump out for you, let it get inside of me. Never tell them what to put about us, how more I'm about to be. Talk your shit, bite your lip, ask for a car while you ride that dick. You really never got a fucking fourth thing. He already made his mind up before he came, so get your boots and your coat for this wet-ass pussy. Mmm. There, I took a breath and a sip. Yes, I can speed rap. Yes, I talk fast. Oh, is it tacky that Sutton is using her donation and money to get camera time? Um, is that tacky? Sure. Is it common? Yes. Listen, anybody that's making big donations is not doing it out of the goodness of their heart. They're doing it for tax benefits. They're doing it for clout. They're doing it to make themselves look good. And what we've seen on the show is that Sutton loves status. Sutton loves her circle. She loves to be prominent in her circle. Is it tacky? Yes, but I think most donors and sponsors are tacky. That's the short answer. I know I shouldn't say that because I spent 10 years fundraising and, and helping people in that sense. Um... But, I mean, that's kind of the cold, hard reality of that world. It's not as altruistic as we believe that it is. Um, it is a little tacky that Sutton, but, like, this is characteristic for Sutton, right? Like, she uses these things to build up her clout. Sutton has main character syndrome. Everybody has main character syndrome. Everybody thinks they're the main character in their own world, and in their own world, they are the main character. I think oftentimes Sutton thinks she's the main character in a lot of other people's worlds, but that's not real. Impressive. Thank you, Russ Davis. Um, when she said that she has money, she doesn't need to look for a man to give her that reference to Erica. Oh, okay. You're talking about 
which we'll get into next, um, where Sutton made a comment about how like Erica loves money and she just misses the lifestyle that Tom gave her because it came with a lot of money. And everyone's like, well, yeah, Sutton, didn't you also get your money from a man too? Like your money is not your money. What did you think of the emotional scene between Erica, Kyle, Lisa, Dorit, and Garcelle? We'll get to that. But first, I want to talk about the Erica and Garcelle conversation that they had at the gym. Because um, it was nice to see that they were, like, trying to get on a friendly note. So I'm curious to see how it all transpires throughout the season. But so Garcelle brings up to Erica, you know, the whole threatening of Sutton. And she's like, you threatened her and you said mean things to her. And she had a higher security for a whole week because she was like, I don't know what, I, what you're going to do, blah, blah, blah. Erica says that Sutton took a lot of shots at her and this was really just her retaliation that they, it was more bark than bite and that she, you know, wasn't actually going to harm Sutton, but like that, you know, the threat could mean a lot of different things. And that, and then at the reunion, she clarified that she was really just trying to say, which I don't know if I necessarily believe this, but I, okay. She was just saying that there will come a day where Sutton's in the hot seat and Erica will make sure that she doesn't defend Sutton, but she also grills her the same way Sutton grilled Erica. That's what Erica says she meant. L listen, did Erica have a really big, strong response to Sutton? Absolutely. It was very strong. It was the, or what? Listen, it inspired the wine can. Or what? Or what? You ever call me a liar again? I'm coming for you. Or what? Exactly. So shut the fuck up. He, uh, her threats were pretty bold. They were very bold. Very bold. However, Erica has a history of bold, strong responses. She responded to like uh, she responded to Teddy like that. She responded to Eileen like that. So at this point, it's pretty on par with where Erica stands um, or with where, you know, Erica. It's on par with Erica's behavior in the past. So um, but Erica also says that it has been proven. She tells Garcelle that it's been proven that the 20 million dollars never went into her LLC, which is technically true. And listen, I've done all of the Girardi deep dives, which are all available on YouTube or available on the podcast. Hashtag no filter with Zach Peter. Be sure to tune in. Um, there's a whole playlist on the YouTube channel that is dedicated to the Girardi deep dives. Okay. So the money never went into her accounts. That is true. Even if it did, she says that she never had access to her bank accounts, that Tom was the only one that had access to her bank accounts. And she says that uh, she said at, at last year's reunion that all she had was two credit cards and that all the bills and all the expenses went directly to Tom's office. He was the one that had access to everything, um, but that the, the money never went into her account regardless. Oh, did we get another badge? Oh, thank you. Uh, thank you, Chrissy 37 G for the three badges. I love you, my dear. I appreciate you. Love you, love you, love you. Mean it. Um, yeah, so she said she only had two credit cards and all the other, and that's why she says that she never went into the bank. Like, all of that stuff, you know, has at least remained consistent, but the money never went into her account regardless, okay? It was a fixing of the tax books. I've broken this down a million times. I'll break it down briefly. If you want the deep dive, like I said, they're all available on the YouTube channel or on the podcast. So Tom would pay for Erica's expenses, and we now know, we've now discovered that he was paying for them with Girardi Keys funds, which he should not have been. He should not have been using Girardi Keys money to pay for anything. So perfect example is she would get a blowout. She would get her glam done. She would get her nails done. Whatever the case may be. These are just examples. Whatever the case may be, she would have that done. And then the bills would be, the invoices would be sent uh, directly to Tom's office and he would pay for them. And we now know that he was using Girardi Keys money. 
Did Erica know that? We don't know if she knew that he was using Girardi Keys money. She could have thought that he was using personal money out of their personal bank accounts. Um, but we don't know. So what he would do is he would pay off these expenses, and then in their taxes, he would write them off as loans from Girardi Keys to EJ Global, likely to later be written off as losses. So loans that you know he was probably never expecting to get paid back. He was just doing it to find the tax loophole. And then later on, it could have been like, oh, we made an investment, and it was a loss because there was no ROI. There was no return on the investment at the end of the day. And let's not forget that the $20 million figure in question is a figure over the course of 12 years, which averages about to $2 million in expenses per year. With what Girardi Keys and Tom Girardi were reportedly making, $2 million in expenses doesn't sound too outlandish for somebody of that, you know, income bracket. So when she tells Garcelle, I never had it, as in the money, I never had it, it was never in my hands, it was never in my account, that's technically true because the money left Girardi Keys accounts and went directly to the vendors to pay for the expenses. It was just the way that it was written off in the tax records. Again, he was using this as a tax loophole. The bankruptcy trustee um, also gets brought up when she says that, um, you know, the bankruptcy trustee says that she never touched the Lion Air money. Now, reminder, the Lion Air uh, case was brought on by Edelson PC. It is representing the orphans and widows from the Lion Air plane crash. And remember, the Lion Air money was only estimated at about $2 million in funds that the clients claimed that they never got. Hi, Dustin Butler. Welcome on in the live chat. Hi, Sandra. Sandra, uh, Emily D. Baker did an update on the Girardi case. She is still in trouble. Yes, Erica is still in trouble Yes, that is true, but that's because all of this is still kind of up in the air. But again, so the Lion Air is only estimated at about $2 million in funds that the clients are claiming they never received from Girardi Keese. This does not account for the 12 years of $20 million that is being pulled into question currently. Also, when she says that the trustee claimed that the money never went into her account, we do have Ronald Richards, who has hired a special counsel to investigate Erica by the Girardi Keese bankruptcy trustee, Elisa Miller. Ron Richards went on on record confirming all of the above in an appearance on Up and Adam Live. He did many appearances on Adam's show. Um, but these are some of the um, statements that Ron Richards himself said about Erica. Again, Ron Richards was the one who was hired by the bankruptcy trustee to investigate Erica. That was his sole job in the trustee's court. So he said money came in with a bunch of other settlements and then it went out to a bunch of vendors, including American Express. When money came in, they paid a bunch of bills. It didn't go to Erica specifically. In his $25 million claim, Ron says that he never he never said that it went to her specifically. She became very cooperative, provided me all of the discovery, and she was trying to cooperate. So he himself is claiming she ne the money never went to her specifically. So when she says that the trustee made that claim, she's technically not wrong in that either. And she's technically not wrong in saying that the money never went into her account because you do have Ronald Richards, who is special counsel for the bankruptcy trustee, that made those statements on record in an appearance on Up and Adam Live. That is still up there to this day. Somebody on Twitter clipped all of the all of his quotes together, and that's out there on Twitter right now. So when she says that the bankruptcy has cleared her, She's not lying. So maybe, you know, Garcelle should listen to that interview since, you know, 
Garcelle's the one doubting it. I think she should listen to that interview or she should maybe watch the deep dives that I've done on my show because I know I've broken it all down. We've gone through the docket. We've chatted about them uh, with a multitude of legal experts, lawyers, former state bar employees, all who have which gone on record and discussed the case in detail. All of those interviews and episodes are out there. So, you know, in her confessionals, when Garcelle's like, why isn't it in the press? Well, it's because it's not very juicy. But Garcelle, it's in, it's out there. The information, if you know what to look for, here's the thing. When you go on the internet and you're looking for one specific thing, you're going to find that one specific thing. But if you look for an alternate perspective or an alternate opinion, it's very likely that you can find that too. My episodes are all out there, my love. So it's out there. It's available. You can watch it. You can make your own sense of it. The deep dives don't have too much personal opinion as much as they are kind of just breaking down the facts objectively because I like people to come to their own conclusions and determine their own, you know, how they feel about it based off of the facts and not, you know, too much biased commentary. But in terms of why it's not in the press, the press doesn't care to create, you know, the most accurate story. They care to create the most sensationalized story because it gets you to click on it and it gets you to pay attention to it. So that's why when people even talk about how, oh, all these people are trying to profit off of the Lion Air victims, are trying to profit off of the victims of Jordy Keys. The headlines that they're reading are profiting off of all of that. When you see it in Us Weekly, Us Weekly is profiting off of all of that ad revenue because you're seeing it, you're clicking it, you're sharing it, you're screen grabbing it, you're sending it to your friends. Everybody is profiting from this case. Let's make that very clear. Because I know I get dragged into this too. And they're like, oh, well, you have a show and you're profiting off of it. Blah, blah, blah. Everybody's fucking profiting off of this. It's, is it, I mean, but it's the world that we live in, you know, nobody's intentionally trying to capitalize off of somebody else's tragedy, but you know, at this point it's semantics, but every, um, anyway, Erica's confessional though, following up to that is rough. It's not pretty. You can tell she's very agitated. She's very snappy. She's very rude to the producers. It was uncomfortable to watch. I'll say that. Um, but she's basically like, look, Bravo can do their due diligence. Tell them to read everything my lawyers put out there. I mean, I get it where, you know, you keep getting hounded with the same questions that eventually you kind of get pushed. I think one of the producers even jumped on Twitter is like, look, that's our job. We have to push. We have to get them to snap. We want them to snap because then it creates, you know, more conflict for us to then air on the show. So a lot of the times their job is to push to get the talent to snap and to break or whatever it is. People also don't realize like the lanes that people go through, go to, to make sure, you know, when you're doing confessionals, you get emotional or you get overwhelmed or they hammer you with the same question 50,000 times just to get that one soundbite out of you. It's not to say that she wasn't rude and it's not to say that her behavior was appropriate. I'm not defending her behavior, but I'm just saying there's a lot more context that goes into that type of stuff. KK, uh, KNW on YouTube says, I bet most of the 20 million was spent in the last five to six years. She was partying to be a pop star. Um, I mean, we don't know. You would have to go through every single year of tax records. But again, it was over the course of 12 years. Maybe most of it was spent in the last five or six years. That's possible. But again, it's over the course of a long time. Um, and when it comes to getting that money back, like there are a lot of, and I've discussed this too on the show, there are a lot of other elements to it, like statute of limitations and how far back you can go to collect on certain money. Hi, sweetie. I'm new here. I love your vibe. Thank you, Crispy Treat. Ooh, that sounds yummy. I want a Crispy Treat right now. Crispy Cream. Love it. But anyway, we're 
you know, Garcelle thinks that Erica's in denial, but like we're far from having answers. It's still an uphill battle with Girardi Keys, um, but we'll see how Edelson PC's uh, new motion proceeds. And if the other attorneys and employees are held accountable, I think they're the ones that should be held the most accountable because they're the most culpable in all of this. But we now know that the state bar has already determined that they don't have any interest in pursuing any action against them, at least for now, which is very disheartening. But that's why our priority should be on putting pressure on the California state bar rather than putting pressure on Erica. Because Erica, you're depleting all of her finances by locking her up with all of these lawsuits and all of her money is just going to paying attorney's fees rather than it could be going to help the actual victims. And yet we have lawyers that are out there that are committing crimes like this every single day. And now we have the State Bar Association that is refusing to actually hold them accountable. So then we get into Dorit's robbery, which is truly terrifying and so hard to watch and breaks my heart. Um, We see her talking to Garcelle. We see the security footage. We see, you know, her confessional and her crying. Then we get into Sutton and Kyle, and yikes, that was also rough to watch. Sutton is <laughs> Sutton claims that she's struggling to bring a French designer and Im- into the country, and immigration is being difficult with her. And, you know, as Kyle's like crying and being like, oh my God, um, you know, I feel so bad for Doree. She was held at gunpoint, and Sutton's like, well, I've been putting out fires all day too. And it's all relative. I wasn't held at gunpoint. I'm sorry. I'm just like, damn, girl. I mean, when she was doing interviews and she says that she came off a little insensitive, her recent interviews, son's recent interviews, when she was doing those and she said she came off a little insensitive, um, I was, you know, expecting it to not be as harsh as we got. I think insensitive is is a loosely used term. I think I would describe it a little more as like out of touch, self-absorbed, lacking empathy. You know, those are, I think, some other phrases or terms that we can use that may be better fit than just insensitive. Um, but then Sign goes in on Erica saying that Erica just misses the lifestyle that she used to have with Tom when he was at his height. And then Kyle's like, oh, I just, you know, I feel bad for Dorit and I feel bad for Erica and I'm just being emotional right now. And then Sutton's like, go talk to all those victims. Go talk to all those families. They're the ones that are crying. They're the ones you should be crying for. But like, let's be real. I mean, if I'm being honest, this is my opinion now. I don't think Sutton really cares about the victims. I think she's placating. I think she's, um, I think she cares about looking good for caring about the victims more than she actually cares about them. I think, you know, that's just how I feel after watching it and after watching her behavior in the past, you know? Um, But it looked like in this scene, Sutton was definitely having quite the day. She definitely seemed agitated and annoyed. You can sense the annoyance in her voice and in her demeanor and her body language. So, I mean, you know, there's that. But I think the most compelling piece of everything is Dorit when she's at Kyle's house, which is just completely gut-wrenching as she's reliving everything that just happened the night before. Like, they, my heart was broken for her, but I, like, I can't believe she was literally filming less than 24, I mean, less than 12 hours after the incident. So they filmed with Garcelle. They wrapped for the day. The robbery or the home invasion happened. Dorit has claimed that um, because people were asking if Edwin, Teddy's husband, was the one who installed their alarm system. Teddy tweeted that Edwin did not install their alarm system. And then Dorit confirmed, I believe on Watch What Happens Live, that she, the alarm wasn't on. She didn't set the alarm that night, which is crazy. Um, 
but literally the, the break-in happens, the police are called, you know, the news breaks, the women rush over to go see her. They're spending the day with her as PK is trying to make his way back home. Um, and then literally hours later, they're at Kyle's house filming a scene for the show, which is crazy. And it's so hard to watch. I mean, I think anybody that's questioning the validity of this, like is truly heartless. The emotion that you see in her, the emotion that you see in PK, like that is not, that was not staged. That was not, you know, rehearsed. When you see them at the end getting ready to jump into the car and he's like, I need my phone. I need to go find my phone. And she's sitting out there by herself and she starts just like crying and she's like, just please find the phone. Just please find the phone. Like, I just want to get out of here. Like, you can tell like she is hurting. Her heart is broken and it is just it's so gut wrenching. You know, the emotion in their faces, even in Kyle's face. I mean, maybe Kyle, you know is just an, a naturally emotional person, but like you, it just, none of that was fake at all. Um, Lauren says Sutton is showing her true colors. She isn't as polite as she wants us to think. Uh, Toria says robbers run away. They don't walk away. It was staged for PK's debt. I don't think so. Uh, not one tear came out of her eyes as she put her hands over her face and made a whole lot of noise. Girl, buy your husband set it up to pay those mob bosses. Okay, if that's how you feel, you can leave the live chat. Like, we don't need that negative energy. I don't believe that this was fake. I don't, you know, I don't think they would do this with her kids at home. Dorit with no makeup, gray sweatpants, no glam no glamour. Um, yeah. I mean, I don't think that that was staged. I think that that was real. Why would you stage something with your kid's home? Even the likelihood of you could have staged that when they weren't home. You know, if that's what PK really wanted to do, you wouldn't do it with the children in the next room because there's a chance that the kids might hear what's going on and then the kids run out and then they're traumatized because they're scared to see these strangers in this situation. I don't believe that that was fake. I don't believe it. How uh, you could see emotion through all the Botox. Why is everybody being a fucking asshole today? My gosh, like this woman literally got her home robbed with her children in the home and you're going to make fun of her Botox? I mean, come on, guys. Like, let's try to have, like, an ounce of empathy. I know we're, we don't know these people personally. I know we're just watching on our televisions at home. But, like, at what level, at what point do we stop being human and, like, spit venom out of people that, you know, go through tragedy? That's the truth. The truth is the light and the light will shine and it will all come out. Listen. And if, the, if that is the truth and it does come out, then I will eat crow pie and I would be like, wow, this is despicable. Um, but so far, nothing has indicated that to be the case. So and when that moment comes, you can sit in your glory. But, you know, I don't know. Some of you guys are rough. Um. Okay. Let's see. Let's see what you guys are saying on Instagram. I love you, Zach, but I disagree on Erica Girardi. She knows now and has done nothing to help the victims except spend their money and keep their money. Um, uh, okay. She, know, she knows now. You're right. She does know now. And 
in reference to Ronald Richards' interview on Up and Adam, he said that she was cooperating with the investigation. She turned everything over. She didn't file to dismiss. You know, he claims that she was cooperating when he was still on the case. I know that they have shared their words. Um, He also likes to sensationalize a lot of things. But I think when he said that, listen, her lawyers are cooperating as well. There's a lot that she can't really do. And there's a lot that she can't really say. So... Yes, she knows now, but like, what do you want her to do now? When you like, she can't just start giving up money and she can't just start liquidating assets until all of these cases go through the proper channels and one are proven and two, and that, and in order for things to be proven, there has to be the um, forensic accounting of the Girardi Keys books. And you have to actually look at what money was entitled to them. You have to look at all of the contracts and see what percentage was entitled to Girardi Keys. And then from there, what percentage was entitled to Tom Girardi? Like there's a lot of stuff. There's a lot of form that still need to happen before those judgments can be made. It's very different in the example of like the Rui Gomez family, which is the burn victim who we saw in the housewife and the hustler. That's different because that actually went through all of the proper channels. And I believe there was uh, 11 or now $10 million that is still outstanding. And the trustee is now working to liquidate those assets to make sure that those victims are paid in order of precedent, which is, you know, something that has to be done through the legal formal channels. So does she know now? Yes. Um, I just saw an interview with her in entertainment tonight where she's like, I think people don't think that I want the victims to get paid. I absolutely want them to get paid, but it's not something like I just can't personally write them a check right now and give them all the money because I don't have all the money because I never had the money. Tom had all of the money and Tom was misappropriating those funds. And that was unbeknownst to a lot of people or so a lot of people are claiming. We don't know what Erica knew or to what extent she actually knew. Um, and except spend their money and keep their money. I mean, she didn't spend the money. She racked up a credit card bill and her husband then paid for it with funds that weren't his or theirs to spend. Um, and in terms of keeping the money, I don't think she has any of that money. I think the money was all spent or he hid it somewhere or something. What leads do the police have on the robbery at Dorit's house? I actually don't know. I would like to see the police reports on that. Um, I don't know if they have any leads. When do you think Erica will finalize her divorce? I don't think that'll be done for a really long time, though she does say that she is um, legally separated. So I know that's the last of the concern. Um, The California State Bar is trash. I agree, Valerie. Uh, Lyra and Griffin should be in jail along with the CFO. Thank you, Sailor Easton. That's where the accountability needs to be held. We need to be holding the California State Bar accountable. Lyra and Griffin, who were the attorneys at the firm, they should be held accountable. The bookkeeper should be held accountable. The employees that worked at the front desk that wrote Tom's emails should be held accountable. Like that's where the real attention and venom should be sent are the people that were actually culpable in all of this. The people that worked at the law firm that had access to the banks. Um, Let's see. What else? What else? What else? Uh... Um, let's see. Jennifer says Sutton says stuff, then realizes the public realizes who she is. And then she goes back on it. I'm sorry. I agree. Wow. Thank you, Chrissy 37 G for dropping three more badges. I appreciate that. Um, I think Sutton just says things to rail up Twitter. Yeah. I think a lot of it is placating a lot of people. I tweeted that. And then a lot of people are like, well, that's what most of people on Beverly Hills do. They placate. They placate to the audience and they, you know, want to make sure that everybody loves them. And it's like, well, yeah, it's true. But it's like if you're going to 
drag Kyle for placating, then you can't, you know, then clap for Sutton for doing the exact same thing. She's just doing it on a much bigger scale. Hi, Joe Mendoza. Erica completely lied about the money. It was used to pay her Amex. So technically the money wasn't in her hands, but it paid for her life. Yes. And that's the distinction. And that's why it's a very fine line about like what, like, yes, technically she's correct in saying the money never went into her account. But yes, the other side of it is that the money did pay for her lifestyle. But the money paid for a lot of people's lifestyles. The money paid for, you know, all the people that Tom kept in his pocket. The money paid for all of Tom's mistresses. The money paid for Lyra and Griffin, who worked at the law firm, who received direct funds. Their expenses weren't paid for Girardi Keys. They received a commission of that money. That money went into their bank accounts and paid for their lifestyles. Tom's daughter benefited from it because um, David Lyra is his son-in-law. So if David Lyra was taking that money home, then Tom's daughter, Jacqueline, was benefiting from that. So yes, Erica was one of the many people that benefited from this alleged embezzlement scheme that Girardi Keys was running. Um... I love seeing all the women without glam. It is a nice juxtaposition to see people without glam, for sure. Um, oh, a lot of comments, a lot of comments, guys. I'm going to have to breeze through some of these. Um, if Erica Girardi was smart, she should make a deal and have empathy for the victims. Deals take time, my love. Deals are not that easy. Um, and again, why is it Erica's responsibility to take the deal when uh, David Lira and Keith Griffin and Chris Camone, the bookkeeper, are not making deals. Why aren't they held to the standard when they actually worked there with Tom, had access to the books, had access to the money? Why is it okay for them to not take a deal? They're literally pleading the fifth and just being like, I'm not talking. That's where I think there's a bit of a double standard. Yes, Erica benefited from it, but so did a lot of other people and a lot of other people with a lot more culpability. I know it's Erica isn't the nicest person. She's not the most likable person, but like, you know, guys, it's easy to point Erica as the one who benefited the most from Tom's crimes, but only tracking the money will tell. Exactly. And that's why we need the deep forensic accounting into the books. That's why that's so important because that's, and listen, th now that that started to happen, we realized that there was a trust account that purchased earrings that Erica was in possession of. She turned those earrings over. They're in a third party escrow. I believe they're in like a safety deposit box until the bankruptcy trustee and the judge are able to determine what happens to those earrings. Do they need to be turned over to somebody? Do they need to be liquidated? And how is that money going to be divided? You also have to remember, there are a lot of people that are saying that they didn't receive money. They have to prove the validity of those cases, not just the victims, not just former clients, but like banks and lenders. So there are a lot of people online claiming that they deserve money. So now the bankruptcy trustee has to liquidate all these assets, collect all of these funds, and then determine how to disperse all of that. It's a very long and complicated process, and it's not as easy as Erica just saying, here's $20 million, take it. Like, it's just, it's not that simple. As much as we all wish that it could be because we want these people to receive the justice that's due to them, it's just not that simple. Thank you, Sarah Bahu. Thank you, my love, for the two badges. You're the best. Yes, Joe, bottom line. And yes, Zach, multiple people benefited. Yes, 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 yes. Um, sending love from Australia. Thanks for the update on the case. New fan of yours. Oh, thank you so much. Life of JR of J Robles. T Hamilton. What's going on? T Hamilton. Thank you, my love. Uh, love you, Jack. <laughs> thank you. Uh, it's Zach though. Um, 
don't know how to do badges on Instagram. Well, T. Hamilton, thank you for the super chat on YouTube. I appreciate that, and I appreciate you. Uh, Sherry says she's listening to her lawyers. Yeah, she's doing the best that she can. Anybody in this position would be li listening to their legal advice. Erica's not making these decisions on her own. She's listening to counsel, and whether counsel is giving her good advice or bad advice, you know, she's doing it. Um, how can they prove that she knew even her signatures aren't incriminating her? So how can they tell what she knew and didn't know? That's the thing. They will have to, in order to get her to be held accountable, they will have to prove that she actually knew. Um, we know that the documents that had her signature on them didn't necessarily claim that she knew what Tom was doing as much as she claimed that, or as much as the claim is that she knew Tom was taking out a loan, um, which could indicate that there's likely some awareness of financial troubles. Um, but that doesn't necessarily mean that she knew exactly what was going on, especially if she didn't have access to the books. Um, yeah, I mean, a lot of open-ended questions that we're probably not going to know. What's the tea on Florida spilling tea? Um, did somebody say, Sarah Bahu, did somebody say that there's tea on spilling tea? Did somebody say that we're going to Florida? The California State Bar just released... Um, that there are over a hundred complaints, including numerous lawsuits. Yes, Lauren R. Uh, Sherry, she's listening to her lawyers. Yep, that's really, you know, the situation that's that we're in right now, you know? Okay, let's see. Should we talk about the Real Housewives of Miami cheating rumors? Or is there anything else you guys want to discuss about the Girardi stuff? So much about Erica, but no words about the lawyers. And what about Jen Shaw? I agree. Um, yes, Adam said Miami, no day. When did Adam say this? And how, oh, this is news to me that he said this. I don't know when or where. Can somebody tell me when or where he said this so that I can send him a phone call after this? Um, I believe we're doing something thing tomorrow. I don't know if he's announced that yet. Um, but I'm going to keep my lips zipped on that one. Um, Jen should be getting shade. I, yeah, Adam said it today in hot, messy topics. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, I guess I'm blushing. I mean, I guess cats out of the bag, hot, messy topics, maybe Miami in August. Oh my God. What is he? See, if I said any of, I would get, I mean, granted, I've, I've done a couple of those things before. I love that you guys rat us out, though, because every time I say something or he says something, you guys like run to the lives and you're just like, guess what? You guys are funny. And OK, so he said it in Hot Messy Topics. Thank you, Joe Mendoza. So now I get to I'm Adam's going to get a phone call from me after this. Um I mean, yeah. Is anything, do we, yeah, nothing is confirmed at the moment, but yes, there is a tentative plan. Adam needs a spanking. That's hilarious. There is a tentative plan to do a Spilling Tea Miami in August and possibly more. Um, There was a conversation about an, something additional to Miami also around that saying, didn't get to see Adam and your YouTubes. You need to do more shows. Um, I mean, they're in the works, my love. They're definitely in the works. It wasn't Adam. It wasn't Adam. So who? Oh, damn. This is Norma hijacked Joe's YouTube account. It wasn't Adam's fault. Exactly. So, OK, so can you guys explain to me what happened? Yes, like playing mom and dad against each other. That's what you guys are doing, Sarah. You're you're pitting mom and dad against each other. Um, 
Who's mom and who's dad? That's what I want to know. Who would you say is mom and who would you say is dad? Oh, Jason did. Okay, that makes a lot more sense. That does make a lot more sense. If Jason's the one, did Jason say this or what? What was the conversation? Like, who's going to get a voice memo after this, Adam or Jason? Um, well, Anchor watched last night with Jason. He spilt first. Oh, thank you, Elaine, for the three badges. I appreciate you, my dear. You're so sweet. Um, Adam had too much coffee. See, we get excited and we just share things. I'm not mad at them. There's really no. You are mom for sure. I'm mom and Adam's dad. What does that make, Jason? That's so funny. Um, it is funny because I will, was getting voice notes from them all day today. And so now I'm going to have to go and send them some voice notes and say, so guess what? I just found out in my live today that we're doing Spilling Tea Miami in August. Um, Zach, I want to say thank you for having time for us, even when you have events or dates or shows. Thank you. He's just you guys' biggest fan and I can't and can't help himself. I know Jason is literally you guys the sweetest, like love and adore him. Uh, he's incredible. He also. Yeah. Uh, Jason is the nanny holding it together. I feel it. Yeah. But listen, mom also holds things together to Sarah Bahu. Well, Adam said, maybe you are trying. Okay. Okay. Is it, is anyone else echoing? Oh, I don't know if the audio, my eyes spy white roses. Oh, back there. You're talking about my, my flowers. For real, Zach Pack here. Where is gossip? Um, Okay. Let's get back into the gossip now that uh, I know that, Apparently, Spilling Tea Miami is happening in August. Um, it's in the works. I will say that. It is in the works. We don't have an official date as of yet. We have some other things that are also in the works that will ultimately determine that um, exactly. But, yeah. We love Adam and Zach and Jason. What a team. The dream team. Val Porter, the dream team. Your secret admirer got you those roses. <laughs> did didn't my secret admirer get me these roses? My you're right. My secret admirer did always love the striped shirts. Thank you. Um, Sailor was double zacking. Oh, from a date, the roses. No, my date did not get me the roses. Did I miss the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills recap? Yes, we just recapped the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills stuff. Um, the rebroadcast will be available on Instagram, on YouTube, and then on the podcast tomorrow morning. Let's talk about the Real Housewives of Miami cheating rumors, though, because that is juicy. And then we can talk about the flowers. Well, remind me, and we'll talk about the flowers. Maybe we'll talk about the flowers in after party. Okay, but let's get into these Real Housewives of Miami's cheat Real Housewives of Miami cheating rumors. So Lisa Hochstein is setting off some breakup rumors. Her husband, plastic surgeon Lenny Hochstein, has been linked to model Katharina Mazipa. Ka- yeah, Katharina Mazipa. Katharina Mazipa. I believe that's how you pronounce that correctly. But anyway, so he's being linked to her at Gala, which is a hot spot in Miami. She's rumored to be his new girlfriend, and apparently Lisa approached her with Real Housewives of Miami co-star Larsa Pippen. Cameras were not rolling during the alleged allegation or the alleged altercation, but apparently Lisa like got up in her face and was like yelling at her. I was like, you bitch. I don't know if she said you bitch, but that's how I imagine it. It was like, you bitch. So 
Lenny has since told Page Six that the two are not splitting up, that his wife is not divorcing him. But Larsa and Lisa, who were also reached out to for comment, both uh, said no comment and denied saying anything. So that tells me that Lenny might be doing some damage control and that Lisa and Larsa are like, we're not saying anything, probably because one, they can't because they're currently in production for the new season of Miami. But like that sounds crazy juicy. And we know that Lenny has had emotional affairs in the past, so... Yikesies. Um, to be honest, the cheating rumors aren't shocking anymore. I assume they all cheat and I'm ready for different storylines. Okay. Um, hello, Zach. You're the best. Oh, well, thank you. And uh, is that Andis? Artist? Artist Fleetwood? Thank you. Um, okay. Let's see. Juicy baby. Yes, we love Juicy. Yes, love all three of you. Miami. Yes, Miami. Then flowers. I'm going to start writing letters to Bravo. They need to support you guys. And we supported Andy and Bravo when they started. That is so sweet, Sailor Easton. I agree. They should absolutely support us. Oh, my God. I'm sad about this. I don't know why. I just know. I just loved Lisa and Lenny. I know I'm not the I know I'm the only one. No, I loved Lisa and Lenny, too. I think it would be sad if they divorced. They have young children. I like, I love Lisa, but I also think Lisa's going to have a, a much better life when she lets Lenny go. Lenny seems emotionally checked out. I agree, Sarah Bahu. Brittany, I never believe when people say emotional affairs. That's bullshit. Is it possible? I mean, there's a question of the night. Is it possible to only have an emotional affair or like, that's possible, right? To like only like have an emotional, like what is an emotional affair though? Like what does that actually mean? Uh, um, what the heck is an emotional after night? Uh, Lisa repost your reel, baby. Oh yes, Lisa Renna reposted my reel about Sutton. Yes, I saw that. I did see that. Um, Alisa, hi, my first time chat, chat, catching a live, watching this while working from home, sending love from Sydney. Oh, well, thank you, my love. I appreciate that. Uh, girlfriend is younger than Lenny's socks. I mean, they like him young. Literally was just on a date with the guy last Friday and he was like, oh, my ex was 19 years old. I was like, 19? I'm going to be 29 in a few weeks. I think I'm a little, you know, and he was 45. I was like, I think I'm a little out of your, your age range. Um, Katharina sounds uh, to be pretty established before meeting Lenny, got three residences and $1 million net worth. Um, I can tell you that the internet also says I have a $1 million, $1 million net worth and that's not true. So, uh, yeah. Um, I hope the cheating rumors are false. I never want anyone to be cheated on. It is awful. I adore you, Zach. Um, thank you so much for acknowledging me. Thank you so much for joining and chatting, my love. I will always give you shout outs. Um, yes, emotional affairs definitely happen. It means no sex. Well, I obviously, I know, Andrea, I know what an emotional affair means, but like, is that technically cheating? Like, what is the definition or like, what is considered an emotional affair? Is it really just that people are like so connected? Like, I don't know. Like, are you just like best friends? Because like, you can be friends with people. Um, I think Sutton thinks everyone loves her. Probably, Sasha. Um, Sarah, to me, it means they wish they were with the other person while with you. <gasps> Ooh, that's juicy. <gasps> Have I been in an emotional affair before? What? 
It's an intense friendship. Exactly. Is there anything wrong with an intense friendship, though? You're going to be 29. I've known you since you were, since before you were an adult. Wow, mind blown. I know, Monique. When did we meet? I was 17 when we first connected, maybe. We've known each other for over 10 years now. That's so crazy. Um, okay. Yes, I'm going to be 29 on June 15th. So we're what? Almost four, almost exactly a month. Almost exactly four um, weeks away. Um, and Joe Mendoza says, uh, it's a bond between two people that mimics or matches the closeness and emotional intimacy of a romantic relationship while not being physically consummated. I mean... But is that necessarily, oh my God, Zach, I need to know how much Botox to ask my derm for. Your forehead looks like a baby's bottom. Help me. Um, I believe I have 65 units of Botox in my face. I don't remember how much specifically is in my forehead, but like we do Botox here. We did Botox here. We did Botox up here. Um, we did Botox here. We did Botox here. And we did Botox down here. And then I did filler all right here. So ultimately it depends on like what it is that you want. I would say go to an actual plastic surgeon and let them tell you what you need. You never want to go in and be like, I need 65 units of Botox. Let them determine what you need, but definitely go to somebody that is board certified, preferably a plastic surgeon um, that specializes in face stuff. Like you don't want to get Botox from somebody that specializes in boobs, right? Um, You're just a baby. I just a baby. You're a cancer. No, I'm a Gemini. Are we going to Vegas for your birthday? Um, I don't believe we're going to Vegas. I, You can go to Vegas for my birthday. I'm not going to Vegas for my birthday. Um, What is going on with Joe Gorga? Great question. Did he quit? No, he did not quit. Trust me, Joe Gorga will be back. He just needed a moment. He's a housewife. You did a video on Botox with Dr. Jen. Yes, on my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash justplainzac, I did a whole video with Dr. Jen Armstrong from the Real Houses of Orange County where we filmed my entire visit with her. You see everything that she does to my face. You see the befores and, and afters, all of that stuff. So it's it's all out there. Um, Aaron says, emotional affair is closer than friends, it's going and betraying the marriage in confidence and trusting them more than your partner and choosing the relationship over your spouse. I mean, it kind of sounds bad. Emotional affair is the wife will find out and the other woman before the husband and the other woman are able to have sex. Interesting, Dora. You definitely don't look 29. How old do I look? Um, thank you. I will take that as a compliment. As long as you don't mean I look older, Sandra, I will take that as a compliment. Uh, you look beautiful and very young, Zach. Good for you. Oh, my God. Thank you. Oh, my God. You guys are so sweet. Gemini's are the best. I am, too. Can't wait to watch it. It's good. I mean, we do a lot. Gemini's are forever young. Forever young. I want to be forever young. No offense. Is it true, Gemini, or a little bipolar? Um, I don't think I'm bipolar. Oh, Zach, my grandma is my best friend and she's a Gemini. Aw, I'd love to hear that. What do you think about the MTV nominees? I think MTV is trying to get other reality stars to pimp them out. Um, and that's why they're getting, that's why like Teresa Judice and, you know, Lindsay Hubbard are being nominated. I look 21. I look 25. Wow, you guys are so sweet. 24 or 25. So sweet. Love you. I agree. Uh, Lisa needs to move on. 
Yes, KNW. Hit that like button, y'all. Yes, Donna Bell. There we go, Donna Bell. Hit that. Guys, if you're watching this on YouTube right now, hit that like button, hit that subscribe button, and hit that bell notification button while you're at it because you want to make sure that tea is spilled fresh in your notifications. Okay, any closing topics you want us to discuss? We talked about Vanderpump Rules getting picked up again. We talked about the Southern Charm um, Southern Charm spinoff coming. Real Housewives of New York has been greenlit for another season, all in the works. Uh, we talked about Lisa and Lenny and their rumored divorce that's on the rocks. He's probably trying to keep her because he knows it's going to be expensive to lose her. It's expensive to be Lisa. Um, we recapped all of Beverly Hills. We explained all of the Erica Jane stuff. We talked about the Sutton stuff. We talked about Dorit's robbery. Did Stassi get married? Yes, Stassi just got married, which is exciting. She and Bo just got married in Rome today, which good for her. Uh, please come to Australia. Would love to see you and Adam. Listen, I would love to do an international spilling tea tour. Maybe one day. I think if anything, if we do go international, oh shit, if we do go international, we definitely have to do Australia because we have so much Australian love. Um, not sure if you discussed your date last Friday. Listen, uh, Joe Mendoza, we will do after party tonight. And in after party, you can ask me all the dirty details about all my emotional affairs. Um, I cried watching Real Houses of Beverly Hills. It was so heartbreaking, right? It was so heartbreaking. Um, why would you need Botox at age 29, the new old age beginning in the 20s? Um, Harriet, it's preventative. So the whole point, like when you start to develop wrinkles, they start, and I think Dr. Jen explained this to me. Or no, I have an Instagram live on my Instagram account with my regular plastic surgeon who I normally go to for Botox. And he talks about how when you start to form wrinkles, because the barriers underneath your skin start to like break down, that the wrinkles continue to get deeper and deeper as you get older. So the the point of getting Botox earlier is so that the wrinkles don't get deeper so that they don't look as bad. So Botox younger is usually a prevention tool to prevent the wrinkles from really setting in because once that crease starts to develop, you can't unwrinkle the crease. It's already there and it can only just get deeper and worse. So um, facelifts and even filler, I think you can wait a little longer to get those. But I think, you know, it is preventative to get Botox early on. No alcohol literally changed my face but still want Botox forehead and eyes. Love me some good Botox forehead and eyes. Oh, show. You don't realize Botox comes from rat poison. I, I'm sure it does. And listen, the rat poison makes my face look great and I appreciate it. Um, I really hope the whole Real Houses Beverly storyline is not about saying thank you and Erica. Uh, we love you here in Canada. Thank you, Sherry. Yes, not drinking makes you glow. Yes, we love a good not drinking skin moment. All right. Exactly. Uh, Harriet, it temporarily paralyzes your muscles so that you don't contract, so that you don't move them and you don't develop deeper fine lines and wrinkles. It is. Yes, it does. It, it's a um, yeah, it, it temporarily, mildly paralyzes your muscles. Um, all right. Well, Botox is bovine in origin from cows. Oh, so it's not from rats. 
Thank you for clarifying that. Okay, guys. Thank you so much. I will do after party tonight. Wow, we went over an hour on tonight's live. We will do after party tonight. And for those of you that are unfamiliar with after party, we host that on my personal Instagram account. They don't get saved anywhere. They don't get rebroadcast anywhere. So whatever you get is what you get. And it is always unfiltered AF. You can ask me anything about my personal life, my dating life, my sex life, whatever it is. Give me about five minutes to wrap up here and then I'll pop on over. My personal account is at Just Plain Zach. And we do those usually on Thursday nights after the IG lives and the broadcast. Usually I'll then pop on over to my personal account, and we do after party. So if you want to join after party, it'll happen in probably about five minutes at Just Plain Zach. Like I said, they are unfiltered. I answer anything and everything. Um, and maybe I'll tell you about where else we're coming other than Miami. Um, since apparently, actually, that's what's going to happen. First thing after I get off the lives, I'm going to call J- Jason and Adam, and then I'll pop on to after party. Um Have a wonderful evening. I'll be looking forward to the next post. Thank you, my dear. You're the best. Thank you, my dear. I love and appreciate you. Um, Trish, I love you, Trish. All right, guys, I came in late. Hi, Sasha. But I'll listen when you put out. Yes, have a great night, too. Zach is so unfiltered. You know it always. Or what? Or what? All right. Thanks, guys. Love you. Appreciate you. Bye. Um. If you aren't doing so, definitely subscribe on YouTube, youtube.com slash Zach. Full episodes of the podcast and podcast clips are always uploaded on the YouTube channel, so you can always stay up to date with the latest reality TVT. I think I might start mixing in maybe like some vlogs or some other content. Let me know. Comment below and let me know what other types of content you want to see on the YouTube channel. I want to make sure that we're definitely having some fun. And maybe I do more stuff like with the housewives, like I did with Dr. Jen Armstrong from Real Houses of Orange County when I filmed my appointment with her. Let me know. Tell me what you guys are interested in and I will make it happen. Um, I love you guys. If you want to join After Party or just keep up with me personally, you can follow me at Just Plain Zach, or you can follow the show for Just Reality TV updates at No Filter with Zach. Be sure to subscribe. If you want to get the Housewives wine, my Housewives inspired wine, it comes in a crisp rosé and a crisp fizzy white wine for fun designs. Uh, Oh, Zach did promote your, Zach Adam did promote your book club today. Oh, that's so sweet. I love Adam. Um, Can we speed date with you? That would be fun. We should do that one night. That would be a blast and like zoom it. Um, Anyway, thank you guys. Love you guys. Appreciate you guys. I will talk to you on Monday. Get ready. And our Margaret Joseph's interview from the Spilling Tea Live Tour will air next week as well. So if you weren't able to make it to the show, stay tuned because that's coming. All right. Love you guys. Mean it. Bye. Ah.